Well, good Sunday afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the 194th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and alongside me, co-host J-Raff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back. Plenty to talk about uh, in in these early games. Uh, not not all fantastic uh, matchups, but uh, definitely uh, they're turning out to be some good games. So uh, plenty, plenty to talk about here. Yeah, we're uh, going to be uh, focusing on, obviously, week 15 of the NFL season. Um, but as we get into it, we're at that time of the year, the best time of the year, because we've got playoffs coming up. We have bowl season, which actually kicked off yesterday. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, going to be a, a, a fun show and a, a fun next few weeks. Is a, Well, I mean, it's kind of bittersweet because it means it's the end of football season, which right. we never like to see. But up through um, January 11th with college and then through January into the first weekend of February is the, the big uh, NFL uh, culmination of the season and we're going to talk about the week 15 action the playoff picture and uh some the, some of the big games that happened today including uh the results throughout the nfc east and what it means for the eagles tonight and the uh, showdown in the afc south uh so before we do that again we just want to uh say to everyone merry christmas you know and by the time uh we have our next show the holidays will have been uh have ended we won't have a show next week in between the holidays we'll be back in 2016 to get you all caught up in the nfl action and as a you know week 17 could shape up to be a pretty big one and we talked about it last week we'll talk about it tonight there's i think at least three huge games that could decide not only division titles but also if one of the teams doesn't even may not even make the playoffs right oh no absolutely uh there's definitely some of the things that we talked about last week that could set up uh, potential huge games in Week 17, uh, seem to possibly be falling into place. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how this plays out over the second half of games this week and the games uh, into next week uh, as well. So uh, plenty to talk about on that day when we come back, uh, talking about as the playoff picture is continuing to evolve and, and shaping up for that day. And before we dive in and talk about that, we do want to remind you that this is an interactive show. There's multiple ways that you can contact us and talk with us, and Justin has that information for you. Yeah, we'd love to have your take on any of the games or any of the playoff races or any of that stuff that we're going to get to today. Uh, you can call the show using the May Sandwich Shop hotline at 530-563-6297. Again, 530-563-6297. You can also email uh, the show at any time. Uh, using the May Standard Shop email inbox at jomaysandjraff at gmail.com. We also have a presence throughout social media, Facebook and Twitter primarily. You can find our pages on Facebook. Go to Joe Mays and J-Raff, the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show or to JMNJR Radio. Uh, same thing on Twitter. We have accounts for both the show, uh, the Bulldog Hour 2, as well as the, uh, the home for everything, which is jmnjrradio.com. All right, so here we are, week 15 of NFL action. We had a game on Thursday night, which probably didn't have too big of an impact overall. I think it actually hurt the Buccaneers suffering that loss in St. Louis. Both the Bucks and Rams are now 6-8 and eight after St. Louis beat Tampa Bay 31-23. The Bucks tried to make it interesting in the fourth quarter, scoring 17 points to actually make a game out of it. Uh, Jameis Winston had a nice night going over 300 yards, had a couple touchdowns. passing yards for him. But the defense didn't let them down, giving up 31 to the Rams, who have kind of been inept on offense this whole year. Um, There was a report that came up before the game that Jeff Fisher's job is safe no matter what happened. The Rams got him a win anyways. And uh, now with two games to go, unless unless both – Unless one of the two teams wins their last two and gets help, I don't think either team really has yeah. much of a shot at, at a wild card spot. I don't think so. Um, the Rams definitely with their schedule. I think they play Seattle yet. Um, so that that's a big game. The Rams beat Seattle in week one. So that would be a big game uh, because Sat- Seattle definitely has their eyes on the playoffs uh, right now. Um, so we'll have to kind of see how these things un- unfold. But, again, um, the Buccaneers have all those trends of like a, of a young team right now. Ups and downs. I, I think um, six wins already is great for them. Oh, my gosh, After what, yeah. two, what they, they have they two were, last year? I think two. Um, and Jameis Winston, i got to give him credit. He's he's done really well this year. He's been I mean, inconsistent, he's not, but right, he's a rookie. It's right. expected. He, the mistakes he's making are rookie mistakes, you know. Um, and But he's made he's looked at times like, that's why you drafted number one, you know. Um, so I think the Buccaneers are heading in the right direction. Um, 
And in that division, who knows? You look at it. Carolina looks like they're you know pretty strong, obviously. Um, but just the Saints, the Saints are probably on the verge of a rebuild, and who knows in Atlanta what what they're yeah what's on, going on, on with on them? The verge of right yeah, there. started five and zero, and now they've lo- they lost what six of seven. Um, they're on the verge of up. Uh, is it an upset? I don't know. I, a lot of right. people were pulling for the Jags, um, but they're down by six. Uh, to Atlanta. They do have the ball, however, Jacksonville, uh, with less than two minutes to go. 89 yards they need to go. They got to go a pretty long distance, though. So, um, so yeah, so Bucks rams both 6-8 and eight now after the Thursday night game. There was a first of two Saturday games uh, in the NFL this year. The next, uh, the next Saturday game is this coming Saturday, uh, the day after Christmas. But the first one was the Jets visiting the Cowboys in an uh, AFC-NFC East crossover game. And the Jets got the win, nineteen to sixteen. They came back in this one. Jets. It was a big win for the Jets. That gets them to nine and five, whereas it dropped the Cowboys to four and ten. Officially eliminated them from playoff contention. Which means Tony Romo can be put on IR finally. <laughs> and it means that the NFC East is only a three-team race now. Right. That's that's right. Um, you know, and uh, uh, when you look at it, the Cowboys just kind of had a coming. And I, I saw some things. It was interesting. Some uh, sports personalities were saying, you know, Cowboys are a perfect example of injuries just taking the wrong injuries at the wrong time, just destroying your entire season. And they're like, with Romo, the Cowboys win this division with their eyes, you know, with their eyes closed. I wouldn't go that far. I would because I don't think I'd get into the hyperbole talking right, because, about because if you look at if you look at that, well, the Giants are only, you know, four or five minutes from being undefeated this year. You know, so like I I, know, I think it's a stretch to say it like right. that, but I now, definitely think they, they still they, would have been oh, favored. And they would have been a contender, absolutely. They'd be up there. But the point is somebody else pointed out, well, the Colts won games with a backup quarterback this year. Um, you know, and they listed all the uh, Denver's won games with a backup quarterback this year. They listed a bunch of teams that won games with backup quarterbacks, like multiple games. And they're like, you have to have somebody who's capable of winning a game or two, not all of the games. And think about if the Cowboys just win like a third of the games while Romo's out, they're probably in the lead in the NFC East. Right, they're, they're probably seven and seven right now. I'm trying to think. He played what three full games. Um, or not even. He right, played so like two and a he half. He played three games and they won two of those. So those are two wins. So of their remaining eleven games, if they win five of those, they are at seven wins going. That's what I'm saying. And, and it's and probably so seven in, and seven right, right now. They're, right, and they're in first place. You know, tied. Probably, That's a lot but, of ifs and conjecture. Right, but but like think about that. And I'm not saying they won half. The, they won like a third of their games. Um, so when when you look at this. Cowboys' complete inability to win a game without Tony Romo. Now, I think that's some credit to Tony Romo there, but yeah. also that Jerry Jones throwing shots at the coaches the last couple of weeks. Well, you're the GM. You brought in the, these guys. You know that you, you're the one who said we're no, we're good with Brandon Whedon as our back. I mean, talked about how he throws the best deep ball of anybody you've ever seen in the NFL. Right? Yeah, you're you're the guy who set that up. Now, I. Teams aren't going to make the playoffs generally if they have to go with their backup the majority of the season. And I don't know that Unless the Cowboys... Unless you're Drew Bledsoe, Tom right. Brady. I don't know that the Cowboys would have. But on the flip side of this, the Jets, who uh, Fitzpatrick is there, and a lot of people thought he was just kind of a holdover, you know, until... And he may still be just a holdover until Todd Bowles, you know, and, and company get it, their next quarterback in place. But he's led them to a 9-5 and five record so far. And how crazy is this? Right now, because another game we'll talk about in a minute, the Chiefs won. Um, the Jets and Chiefs are the wild cards. The Steelers, maybe the hottest team in the NFL. It's hard to say. Well, yeah. the Panthers might not be the hottest team in, in a minute 46, so who knows. But anyway, but, you know, Steelers, the hottest team in the AFC, let's say, is outside of the playoffs right now. Right now they are. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's absolutely crazy to, to look at uh, at the standings here. Um, the Redskins have improved to 7-7 seven and seven with their victory over the Bills today. The Eagles play tonight. The Giants are playing right now. And as Justin just mentioned, they've stormed all the way back against the Panthers, who were up 35-7 to seven, entering the fourth quarter. 
uh, or excuse me, 35-14 entering the fourth quarter, but I think 35-7 to at late in right. the third. And that seven for the Giants came really late in the third quarter, too. So they've rattled off 28 straight to tie the Panthers late in the fourth, and the Giants apparently have the ball. No, I again. think they're kicking off. Oh, they're getting ready they to, kick to kick off. off okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, without the TV in front of it, it's hard right. to tell sometimes with these play-by-plays. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like the Falcons are going to improve to 7-7. Seven and seven. The Jags are going to drop to 5-9. and nine. Browns and Seahawks are just kicking off, as are the Packers Raiders. Also pending, Bengals 49ers, Dolphins Chargers, and Broncos Steelers. Bron- only one real intriguing game. Yeah, there. Dolphins Chargers for sure. Yeah, that's exactly Cardinals, what Cardinals-Eagles is the game tonight. Lions-Saints is the game Monday night. But to wrap up the early action that's already concluded, and you started to talk about it, the Chiefs uh, dismantled the Ravens. They went up uh, big in that one. They they held on 34-14. to 14. They scored 10 in the, in the fourth quarter to put that one to bed. Um, kind of exactly as expected. Kansas City has just been on fire uh, since starting the season 1-0. They lost five straight and I think have won now, what, I think it's eight, eight straight? Eight in a I row, think they're 9-5 yeah. now. Yeah. So they are absolutely on fire with two weeks to go. Uh, we could see every team in the AFC, except the AFC South, have 11 wins. I think the, the Chiefs have a very winnable game next week. I don't remember exactly who it is, and I think they end up in Oakland. I'm not 100% sure on that, but um, as as we look at the schedule here, they play Cleveland, Cleveland next Oakland, week at home, and then they home. get Oakland in Kansas City. So uh, they won today, uh, and they end with think of it, they could end with a 10-game win streak. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. And the Ravens, man, oh boy, do they look bad. Imagine ending with a 10-game win streak and being a wild card. <laughs> I can't say that's probably happened all that often. No. I'm sure the stats companies will be all about that, all no, over that if yeah. it would happen. I'm sure they have that one sitting there just in case. We mentioned already Bills-Redskins. The Bills got shut out in the first half. The Redskins rushed out to the 21 nothing lead. They held on to beat the Bills 35-25. That's probably the the uh, nail in the coffin for Buffalo in terms of AFC right. with the Jets winning, uh, the Chiefs winning. That, that like The way things are going there, it may be the nail in the coffin for the GM who's there, which is kind of just some interesting talk. I know there's been some turnover with new ownership and things in the last couple of years. Um, but I, what I saw um, was somebody saying, are they going to fall into the same trap that the Jets did of bringing in a GM who doesn't have the power to get rid of Rex, and hat, but once it has to pick the players to play under Rex, even though you so you're giving them quasi power, you right? Know? You said that's the trap the Jets fell in, and look where it got them. You know the team deteriorated and kind of regressed. Um, to also talk about Mario Williams, like kind of being uh, the the ever growing. Um, representative face for the underachieving Bills defense. That was the quote on this morning. And the it's Bills like, defense has gotten worse under Rex Ryan. They right. had been the, 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 the lone bright spot in Buffalo for the last few seasons. Uh, they have not gotten done and gave up 35 points today. Mario Williams like just skipped, straight up skipped meetings this week. Some meetings said he was sick, but the rumor is there are players and coaches that do not believe him. Um which That's not a great which situation tells to you, be in. Which tells you their confidence in him to start. Because, like, you know, for example, Brady missed practice on Friday because he was sick. I doubt there are any Patriots players. Now, I know it's an extreme. You know, you're comparing to Tom Brady. That we're like, oh, Tom's just faking it because he's, he's, he's you know, selfish and doesn't want to be here for the team. Well, that's another you know? argument for another time. <laughs> but, you know, like... <laughs> That that's a problem when you miss something and everybody's like, yeah, I don't believe you. you know, that gives yeah. you an idea of where where you stand with your team. Toxicity and Rex Ryan just go hand in hand, so I right. don't think you in should the be AFC surprised East, though. That. I mean, that might be good for your boys in the long run. So. <laughs> Nothing, anything can, that can help, I mean, really. <laughs> uh, a game we're not going to talk much about is Tom Brady and the Patriots. Uh, they got an easy win against the Titans in Foxborough today, thirty-three to sixteen. They continue to hold on to the first seed in the AFC. And uh, they'll look to wrap that up. Um, they might be able to clinch more, a first round by next more week. Injuries though, and not necessarily serious like season ending injuries, but Amendola left with a knee injury. Hightower left with an injury. Um, and I'm trying to think. There was at least another guy who left with an injury. Like they're just starting to pile. I say starting. They they are piling up. They've been piling to pile up, up for, for yeah the, the whole season. And where that comes into play for the Patriots isn't so much um, will guys be back for the playoffs and everything because, you know, um, they're, they're going to start to get some guys back. The problem is they need to keep winning if if other teams like the Bengals and 
Broncos can win. Now, the Broncos are underdogs, actually surprisingly uh, large underdogs in their game this afternoon. I think it was like six points um, to underdogs to the Steelers. Now, I say that. They couldn't score last week, and both their starting safeties are out against the Steelers, who... Probably not the best. Yeah, yeah. so, um, you know... I. When you look at it, Denver could easily lose today. Cincinnati, who knows? They, they probably should win, but, you know, uh, they have a backup quarterback going and without their best tight end. So you, you just never know. New England needs that bye, though, in the playoffs more than the home field because they can go on the road and win. They need the bye just to continue to be able to get healthy and rest some of the guys who have uh, been nicked up along the way. Well, they, they're pulling for San Francisco and Pittsburgh this weekend because right. if then if they'd be able to win next week, they'd probably clinch at least a bye right. with, with losses from Denver and, and Cincinnati today. Yeah, But we'll see both those games are evening games that are just getting underway. For New England, they finish on the road against division rivals. They go to the Jets next week, which is an interesting game. I, the Jets can't catch New England but New England could hinder the Jets from possibly making the playoffs. And we've seen right. in years past teams not give it their all against a division rival and it come back to bite them in the right. playoffs. I and, don't expect that. It's interesting because if ever in a situation, this Patriots team where they really need the rest for guys, you know, and to avoid injuries, you know, more so than like when your team is healthy and you've got a couple guys, you know, you can go out there and play. But this Patriots team, I mean, it seems like they're losing guys every week. Um, so you just... It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. They, they need to get that win in, in New York next week just to uh, drop the Jets down a peg, um, put yeah. their playoff potential in a little bit of jeopardy. What's interesting is that loss to the Jets could put the Steelers in. Yeah. And, you know, not that that's, you know, not that you want to be playing that game of trying to pick a team because you yeah, said that gets dangerous. But Gets teams like, in trouble. Looking at that AFC, and we you mentioned it last week, the AFC – if I look at any of those teams, you know the Jets. You know they're not in, they're not like a, a powerhouse team, but they're nine and five, and they're doing they're doing pretty well. They they seem to do well with what they've got right now. Same with the Chiefs. The Chiefs have a lot of confidence. They're heading in the right direction. Also, Justin Houston has been out with injuries, but um, they said he could be back come playoff time. Yeah, that's uh, what I had heard as well. So like that, that would be a big boost to a wild card team, you know. And then you get the Steelers who have you know some of the best offensive weapons around like it's i would not getting that buy in in the afc is huge one you don't have to play one of those wildcard teams in the like a week after the season and you get the buy and you get to let two of the teams knock out the other two right away and then breaking <laughs> then news you. from the meadowlands yeah we still have an undefeated team in the league. Oh, as man. the Panthers knocked off the Giants oh, 38-35, Graham Gano kicked a 40-plus yard field goal as time expired. I love it. I love it. So the Panthers and Cam Newton blew a 28-point lead okay, and were now, able to salvage it, and they are now 14-0. And now, just to talk about this game, and I again, you can call me a hater for, uh, you know, against the Giants because I, I am, but in reality, watching this game, this is the second week in a row the NFL has failed to control a football game. They failed to control the game against the uh, the Bengals and Steelers last week, and it was just it was an embarrassment because there ha there were scuffles every play, and the same thing was happening in this Giants and Panthers game, and it was way out of control. Norman versus Beckham. Norman versus Beckham. It's been hyped up for weeks, and I get that, and I don't even mind that. Um, on like the second play of the game, uh, Norman. Like picks him up and kind of throws him to the ground. They were sparring with their hand. You know, it's not like he he like cheap shot him, but like it was a little late. If there would have been a flag, wouldn't have surprised me. But there was nothing going on. Well, the next play, uh, Beckham blows by him. It hasn't beat by like four or five yards, and at the ten drops like a 45, 50 yard pass. Hits him in both hands. Lots of people joked maybe you should practice two hand catches more than one hand catches. But anyway, um, and then they ended up punting there and. Panthers race out to a huge lead, but during that time, so I again Norman kind of took the first shot, but then Beckham was just cheap shotting over and over and over again, including at one point where I was describing it to you before the game, where he just Norman is watching the play like over the over the play that is ending because the tackle's there, and Beckham goes and I said John Runyon style because we we've discussed that play before how John Runyon like dives over and spears someone in the back you know and I was all happy because it was an Eagles you know he was defending an Eagles guy 
but he does it here and puts it in the ear hole. As Aikman put it, that's the kind of cheap shot that could end somebody's career because you can just see his neck, Norman's right. neck, Snap. whips around. And, you know, with all the stuff on head-to-head stuff, like that is – if there was ever a time where you're going to suspend somebody – that that's the kind of hit that could get you suspended. There was no, it wasn't blocking. It wasn't in the flow of the play. It was, it was nothing but a cheap shot with the intent to hurt someone. That's all it was. And it got a 15 yard penalty, but it offset because Norman shoved uh, Beckham when he, when he got up. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, I don't, if there's a play that's going to get you ejected from a game, that's it. Now I think college has gone swung too far and eject people too quick. And the fact that you can review that penalty and to say, oh, okay, yeah, they weren't ejected, but you can't over, overturn the penalty. Like that's a terrible idea and all that stuff. But in, in pro football, like this is the second week in a row. So they talked about losing control of a game last week. And it was all in the, it was in the news all week. Cause the Bengals guys were talking and the Steelers guys were talking. And then they find Fontes uh, perfect, $70,000 and then you go out in a game where there was trash talking for the last two weeks and they lose control over these two guys again um, at one point I thought this is funny and this kind of states how bad it is um, he like shoved uh, Cortland Finnegan in the head and Cortland, Finnegan, and, sh- and Cortland Finnegan walked away think about that when wow. Cortland Finnegan is the one with the cool head walking away um, it's just it was it was out of control. Here it is. This this is yeah, insane. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pull it up for everyone. I don't can just I just watch stop? the watch the reverse. Uh, I don't know if they'll have the reverse view, but it's it's crazy. Doesn't look like here. I'll I'll try to pull it up. See if everyone can yeah. take a look at it. The, what you miss at the beginning of this is uh, Beckham. Well, you you do see it. He punches him in the face. Now there, that's during the play, but this is like the play's over, and he just lights him up from the side. Uh, yeah, and someone, whoever wrote this article says Odell Beckham Jr. should be suspended for this. He should. He should. And, like, I know, like, as an Eagles fan, it's going to sound, like, skewed. And it, and I can't say that that's not a part of it. But, like, I, I don't have anything against Beckham. Like, he's he's a great receiver. Like, he, like I, I have nothing against him on that side. But he, he lost his mind today. He lost his mind. Remember when Andre Johnson lost his mind against Cortland Finnegan and just went nuts and like started punching him and got got thrown out of the game and everybody's like, well, Finnegan probably deserved it. At least Johnson got like, if Norman would have like got ejected from this game, you would have been like, yeah, but Beckham probably he he deserved it. Like it's just here's a here's the actual full Fox feed. This is after when the- when they show the other view, it's it's just crazy. This is the one that we just saw on yeah. the vine. Showing the uh, like from the end zone, the other end zone where you can see he just plants him right in the helmet, and you can see his well, neck. We're gonna snap. see it. Oh, here we go. Oh, that was that was later. That he Norman got the unnecessary roughness penalty there. <laughs> he got the better of him too. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But it and here's the thing, that was happening. Every play, every play, this was happening. Like, like, but you know, just looking at it, you can't, you can't target someone in the head like that. Like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe we should go to Will Smith for commentary on this. Um, no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> but anyway, you know, again, some of that might be. Eagles homerism on my end, and I I own that part of it. But I put it this way: when you've got Troy Aikman, Joe Buck, Mike Pereira, and me all on the same page, that tells you that something is pretty clear cut, right? You know, like because, because normally I will disagree with, with them Joe, just to be contrarian. With Buck and Aikman right. in the picture, right. yeah, you generally are going to be like whatever right. they say. If they say the sky is blue, you're like, no, no, it's, it's not. not. It's dark out. It's black. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it, yeah. So when you get the four of us on the same page. It's it becomes hard to defend, and I to top it all off, the Panthers they had pulled when it when they went up twenty eight they pulled Cam Newton I think like I don't think he was in, um, I'm assuming they put him back in. Oh, he definitely went um, back in, yeah. And they won uh, thirty eight thirty five, which is huge for the Eagles. Um, 
because now the Giants have a loss. They need a win to stay even with the Redskins. I don't think the Eagles are going to get a win. That's, uh, yeah. that's a topic for later. That's, but, a, that's a lot to ask. Um, because Yeah, because the Giants are 6-8 and eight now. So the Eagles can still lose and be okay. Because like oh, you said, be- the Eagles play the Redskins and the Giants. Right. They kind of control exactly. their own destiny. Exactly. If you win tonight, that's it, even in the bigger. Playoffs, I think if the Eagles win tonight, or sorry, if the Eagles lose tonight and win their last two, I think they win. I read all the crazy scenarios that we talked about last week. Well, they'd be six and eight, out. so they'd get to eight and eight. The Redskins right. would be at least seven and eight, uh, seven and eight plus whatever the other game is. Do right. they play the Giants or who's their other game? The Cowboys, probably the Cowboys. Yeah, they play the Cowboys on last week, which the Cowboys want to lose that game. You know, like in, in reality, I, you're right. I, I mean, I think no matter. It, but if the Eagles get the win tonight, that's even better. If they get the win tonight, that's huge. You go to seven and seven tie with the Redskins. Now you have it. Wouldn't take everything the next week essentially for right. them because right. if they then beat the Redskins, they'll be in a full game up on them. Right. They won't have the tiebreaker because they'll have split. Right. Now, if the see, but I think they may have the tiebreakers the that, that extend beyond. I think, um, I, and again, I'm not 100 percent sure, but no, I believe both two I read and two right that now. if they win their divisional game, so I would imagine if they, well, I don't know, I don't know how that would work out because that would imply that they lose to the Giants in the last week, but I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I said, we'll I mean, you don't see. want to say tonight's game means nothing because it obviously does. It can put you in a better situation. Oh my gosh. But if you beat the Redskins and the Giants, I, I agree. I think that yeah. the Eagles are in. Well, you know, if you beat the Giants, the Giants will have nine losses. Right. So that automatically, yeah. that they're done with that right so there. So when we look at it, the just real quick, big win for the Redskins today. But Eagles game, I think the Redskins are going to be alone in first place after the tonight's game. I think the Cardinals beat the Eagles. I think Bruce Arians, um, has what he does out there is incredible. Um, and – the football life. I talked about this last week. That if you're gonna, I'm not into all of them. Like some of them, Bruce Arians one. That's a good one. Um, but uh, we we talked about this question earlier in the season, very early in the season, about the class of coaches for this year. And Bruce Arians is in there, and it's in the paper here today. You know, it's all over the place because the Eagles could have had Bruce Arians if they wanted him. Bruce Arians wanted to interview for the Eagles, but then when Chip Kelly became available. The Eagles turned their attention to him instead of Bruce Arians, and Arians ends up in Arizona. Just interesting to think, you know, where would they be? Now, the Eagles went 10-6 and six the last two years, but lost out on the playoffs at least last year a lot because they lost in Arizona. They, yeah. they lost six games, so it could have been any of those, but, right, but they Arizona lost to Arizona, out. and that's one where they had a chance to win at the end and couldn't get it done. Um, Arians isn't a fan of the Chip Kelly system. You know, they're kind of opposites in coaches. They talk about Arians as much as – hate the term but a player's coach you know like he's he's strict and demanding but like um he he does he's not as much of a control freak you know like whereas chip chip is like and that that's part of the deal um and you see those they kind of flow back and forth you know eagles had a a player's coach and they went to the more regimented coach and you know you see that all the time it, it goes up and down but all right a couple other games to talk about here uh quickly uh, it was important today for the Vikings to beat the Bears in Minnesota, 38-17. They got the victory. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater had a good day. Adrian Peterson day. missed some Not time with day. an ankle injury, but, but he returned. Didn't have a great day. But the Vikings got the win. The backup McKinnon played well Jarek, yeah. in, in his present or in his in uh, Peterson's absence. So some of that time that McKinnon got last year is kind of you know um, you know maybe helping them out because they just have some depth there. So the Vikings go to nine and five. The Bears fall to five and nine. Vikings needed that win because they're trying to keep pace with Green Bay. They needed Green Bay to lose today in Oakland. However, the Packers are already up fourteen to nothing just ten minutes into the game. So the Packers will probably likely uh, hold on to beat the Raiders right. with a two two score lead. I know it's crazy early. Yeah, it's only ten and, minutes. And in the, the game. way the Packers have been this year, you never know. But, but the Packers. Think about it. I when I think now yeah, I just saw it, but like when you think about the Packers, like. I wouldn't in my head be picking them to go have the chance to go to 10 and 4 this this week. Like I feel like in my mind they're not as the record isn't as good as what it actually well, I is. Well, they lost 3 in a row didn't they? It right, was... which was one of those things where you're like they're never going to lose 3 in a row, you know, and they did. And it might have been after they were like 6 and 0 or something like that. They might have started They were they were 6 and 0. And they came out of the bye and lost to Denver, Carolina and Detroit. Right. 
And everybody's like, oh, my gosh. And they hadn't they, won a game since October 18th. Right. And then they lead it on like, Minnesota. As of November 21st, they hadn't won a game in a month because they right. had a bye and three losses. Right. So that's why people started the freak right. out. And then they beat up Minnesota, but they lost to Chicago. Right. So that you was look the, at it from – October 19th, so the day after they beat San Diego. To November 20th. To November to, Well, essentially to December 2nd. Right, to December <laughs> they 2nd. Had, they had won one, one game. Right, and that was at Minnesota. So, like, all of a sudden you're like, oh, maybe they're not as good. Well, then they beat Detroit in a, in a close game, but then they beat Dallas last week, but it – I, I would say a lot of people would agree that game was closer than 28 oh, yeah. well, Rodgers you know, only had like, 218 yards. Right. It, it like, and Dallas was kind of like on the verge. They, they, they could have scored around a couple times. Time. Right. Um, so it was just one of those. But they're at 10 4. They're up 14 nothing already today. The, the, okay. Assume they get the win. They're 10 4. They got Arizona next week. Right. Which is a huge game right. in terms especially, of the NFC. Especially. Seating. Especially. If if the Eagles could knock off Arizona, because right. then Arizona's eleven to three, only a game up. Green Bay Green beats Bay. Oakland. They're ten to four. Now you got a game. Green Bay beats Arizona. All of a sudden, they're the they're the one or two seed. Right. Well, two seed because of right. Carolina. Yeah. How crazy is that? That's huge. That's huge. Now they need the Eagles to now, beat the Cardinals right. tonight, but so still, sorry. it sets up a lot of <laughs> interesting and dynamics. But then week seventeen. Vikings at Packers. Right, Vikings who could be fighting to get into the playoffs. So, Green Bay wins this week. Say Green Bay loses to Arizona next week, and Minnesota beats whoever they're going to play. It might, could be Detroit. I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure who the Vikings have in Week 16. Probably. Um, oh, it's the Giants. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. If the Vikings beat the Giants, but the Packers follow the Cardinals, Week 17 is for that, that, the division title. Yeah. Because they both have the identical record at 11-4. Crazy. What would be interesting, and without looking into this off the top of my head, divisional the games at the end in week seventeen is the best thing ever. It's up there. It's up there. My, in my terms question, of scheduling, it's it's one of the greatest things ever. Would would that drop the loser out of the playoffs altogether, or is that is the loser guaranteed a I, wild card? I don't think well, they're guaranteed. Because you have Cardinals Seahawks, you would anticipate the Seahawks, Seahawks to win a couple of games. I don't think it's guaranteed because, well. Yeah, it is. It is. It pretty much is. <laughs> it pretty much is. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to That's look. That's unfortunate. It would have been fun. It would have been fun to see. Well, not technically. I think Ares or Atlanta might be able to sneak in. Well, they can only get to nine. Right, but if Minnesota... But I'm saying if the if Green Bay and Minnesota are both 11 and 4. Oh, 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 okay. If they're yeah, both yeah. 11 no, and no, 4. Yeah, they're both in then. Yeah. Or excuse me... Uh, they're both sorry. They're both ten and five in the last right, week. Right, both right. ten and five in the last week. Um, if they're both ten and five, it would be interesting because because well, the only other teams I can get the ten win, wins right. are the Seahawks. Yeah, there's no one else with eight wins. Right. So yeah, it, it, actually the NFC is kind of like decided. More or less, except <laughs> it's, for it's NFC East winner. It's Packers Vikings. It's Panthers and it's Cardinals Seahawks. Yeah. Essentially, and, and if you Panthers, assume... the Panthers locked up the one seed, I think today. I um, think you're right. Yes, um, I don't. They did know. not clinch home field advantage yet. Oh, because of the Cardinals. Right, right. If the Cardinals um, lose tonight, Panthers have it. Yeah, but I think, um, yeah, and I think Arizona clinches a, a bye with a win. Um, so then you would have the top two decided, not. Yes, sir. How interesting is that? Because last year, those two teams played in the wild card weekend, and everybody talked about how that game set back football about 60 years. Which, which one are you talking about? Arizona at, oh, um, um, at the Carolina. Panthers last yeah. year. That was, well, it was you're, terrible. You had Arizona, like, what, a third or fourth yeah, string quarterback? Yeah, yeah, like, it was it was awful. It was one of those terrible games. And both teams, look how far both teams have come since then, though. I say look how far. They were playoff teams last year, but... You know the teams they have this year. Look at the difference between having a healthy Carson Palmer and oh you know, my gosh, a four string quarterback. Well, pa- Carson, Carson Palmer should win Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah, absolutely. He's been incredible. Speaking of, just a little side note: Who is your MVP right now? <sighs> Who is my MVP? I it's got to be maybe, some you, okay. team overachieving. You, you don't necessarily have to answer that. Maybe as as uh, like a show, we should come up with our awards I, list, though. Well, we I, could do that. Let's, we can do that, but I think it's a good question just to answer right now. Um, looking over, 
I think there has to be consideration, and, and this will tank because of what happened, but I think Andy Dalton had to be in the conversation. I'm not saying he's mine, but I'm saying, especially if they start to falter, they lose right. the 49ers, they lose a couple games right. with him out, uh, it makes him look really talk good. About, talk about a problem. They, are in, they could be in trouble. They could be in trouble. It's crazy to think about how hot they started. They could be in trouble. Um, I, I feel like it, it comes down to three quarterbacks to me. Yeah, Andy Dalton, which it's he's going to take a hit, or maybe it'll pump him up a little. Right. If he misses a few games, they lose. He right. comes back and takes him a, a little right. bit. Um, although I'm not sure the playoffs count towards the I voting. I think they vote beforehand. Um, so Andy Dalton, I think, has to be in the consideration. Obviously, I think Cam Newton has to be there for what he's done in Carolina. Yeah. He threw five touchdowns, or I think he threw five touchdown passes again today. Um, actually, I'm going to give you four, and they're all quarterbacks. Uh, Carson Palmer has yeah. just been yeah, absolutely incredible. And the guy who is making crazy strides right now is Russell Wilson. You're right. You're if the right. Seahawks win out, now that would include beating the Cardinals. Right. Uh, they get to eleven and five. Uh, they would have won what seven in a row, I right. think, because they weren't they four and five. Right. And they're a run play from winning back to back Super Bowls. Right. And, and just... well, if he keeps playing the way he has, the chemistry he has with Doug Baldwin right now is just electric. Uh, if the Seahawks come back now, I don't think they can win the division. That will probably hurt, even if they beat the Cardinals. They're still, after today, if they win, they'd be two games back. Even if the Cardinals right. if the Cardinals win, they'll still be three games back. So right. they're not going to win the division, likely. But if he plays like that the rest of the way out, right. it's hard not to say it's him. It was, I it think... was interesting. They had a discussion this morning on uh, NFL Network. Who would you take in the playoffs as your quarterback? Cam Newton, like this year, like so not like right now. Cam Newton or Russell Wilson. <sighs> Only I, one of them went with Cam Newton. The rest see, went with I Russell was going to say Russell Wilson because he's been there. And they said in the NFL, they said NFL Experience is one of the leagues where everything. you get paid for what you're going to do, not what you've done. And they said, and I know what Russell Wilson's going to do in the in the playoffs, and it's win. He's like six and two in the playoffs or something like right. that. Um, you know, and they're like, not that Cam can't. He just hasn't done like, it. Because if you look at last year, he beat the Cardinals with a terrible team, like terrible offensive team. He beat and like he had broken ribs, almost busted beat the ankle, and then went to Seattle, went to Seattle, and and you know and lost to Russell Wilson. Right. Um, no, I I think I mean you know nothing against Cam right now no. in the present. I still have to go with Russell Wilson. In all honesty, though, and this is just one of those things. Watching Cam Newton – now, Russell Wilson, you could say the same thing right now. He's fun to watch. But watching Cam Newton throw the football, it looks like he's throwing a baseball, how hard and on a line he throws it. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's unbelievable how hard he throws a football. Like, I it, – it's fun to watch. He, he's really fun to watch. Russell Wilson is too right now. And honestly, both of their games from last year have stepped up so much. They were dissecting this, and it was kind of fun to see how – just what they've done in the past versus how they read it now and they manipulate the defense and they get the ball to who they want down the field from the pocket. Yet, when things break down, they can make you pay. Um, it's just it's just a lot of it's a lot of fun to watch those quarterbacks right now. We have about um, five minutes here left in the show, so we want to up you, update you on the five late games before we yeah, finish yeah, we, with our final 1 o'clock game, which is for a division lead. Um Brown Seahawks in Seattle, 7 7 tie. We said Packers, Raiders, Green Bay continues to lead that one, 14 0. Bengals, 49ers are tied up at zero. A lot of offensive fireworks there. Uh, same, same goes for them, just a little bit, a little different place in California. Dolphins at Chargers, that game, 6 0, favored the Bolts. Um, not many of those games have huge impacts to what's going on. You'd expect Seattle to eventually beat the Browns. Uh, same go for the Packers no, no, no. over the Mike Raiders. Patton, Mike Pettin thinks he can shut down that system quarterback. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's a little twisting of what he actually said. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, that's what the media does. That's what they're paid to do. That's what. That's the fun part. And uh, Broncos-Steelers, <laughs> that's a big one. That's a, probably yeah. the most interesting game going on right now. That game is tied up in Pittsburgh 7-7. Yeah, seven the Steelers seven. jumped up to a 7. And like I said, the Steelers are kind of the odd team out right now. Now, as it plays out, Jets and Chiefs, I think the Steelers have a chance to – to jump over, but both those teams won today to get to nine wins. So the Steelers need to win just to keep pace with those. Um, and I, like I said, there was there are a few teams who I think a team would want to play less, you know, than than the Steelers right. right now. And they're outside of the playoffs in the AFC as as we speak right now. 
This yeah. will be a huge if, win for Denver. If huge they win, win if Pittsburgh beats Denver, um, I believe. Did I thought? Yeah, they lost to Kansas City. Yeah. So they do not have the tiebreaker. Kansas City beat Pittsburgh as part of their winning streak, and I don't think the Steelers played the Jets. So that would come down to conference record. Right. Now, uh, do, do the Jets the have to hand. play the Patriots yet? They, next yeah, week. Yeah, that's right. Next we, week, we talked yeah. about it. So that's a big one. You know, like the Jets could come back. But the problem is if the Steelers were counting on is that's the one where they pass them, they can't fall behind here and need that one to catch they up. They need to beat Denver and then not falter against two crappy teams, right. both divisional players. Both, you know, you never want to count the other team out because right. it's a bit division rivalries. Pittsburgh has to go to Baltimore and Cleveland to round up the season. The game against Denver is the most important one. It's the one going on right now. It's against the biggest right. opponent. And that we're assuming wins and losses for teams that have lost games they shouldn't have lost and won games they probably shouldn't have won. So, like, it, it gets a little crazy, but... Um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. All right, the last game that we're going to talk about is one of the early games. It wasn't that break. exciting. It's a record break. It's a history in the making It wasn't game that now. exciting. Uh, the Texans beat the Colts 16-10. to However, it's the Texans' first victory in Indianapolis ever. I'm probably never going to be allowed to go back to Indianapolis. Nothing good has happened since I went there. For <laughs> took, them. Nothing good for them. It took happens, so. 14 years, or 14 meetings, I should say. I don't know if there was you know something else thrown into the to the record there but the Texans were 0 13 in Minneapolis they got the win today 16 to 10 uh of note they started or they ended up with their fourth starting quarterback uh of the season remember we started with Hoyer which we went to Mallet we went back to Hoyer then Mallet got the axe <laughs> um then we were with TJ Yates oh and then he got injured today knee injury non-contact knee injury yeah, AC, and they brought ACL. in did he tear yeah. for certain it looked that way yeah uh, but I wasn't sure because he did walk off kind of on his own power then I, I wasn't saw certain. I saw a report that it's believed he tore his ACL okay. I'm sure they didn't well, do the MRI like. at the stadium yeah, that's but, what it looked like but, yeah. well they gotta wait till the swelling goes down right. um so then they brought in Brandon Whedon who uh, just recently came over from the Cowboys uh, but he, hey, he he brought them back because I think they I were saw losing when he came. Brandon Wheaton's stats in relief this year are really good. Like now, this was early in in his relief this game, but his his quarterback rating was one thirty three. In his in his starts, it might be thirty three. Like it, <laughs> it's it's so bad yeah. when he starts, but in relief he he does well. So maybe Jerry Jones was onto something. I don't, I don't know. Who who knows? So, um, but Houston now takes over the lead in the AFC South. They are seven and seven. I believe they're actually tied with the Colts at seven and seven. I think is that right? I, I can't remember now. Is that is that where we're at here? I'm not exactly sure. No, no, that dropped the Colts to six and eight. So right, the Texans right. have a one game yeah, lead. Yeah, so they're both six and seven coming into this game. Right. Yeah. So this Texans jumped to seven and seven with the lead over the Colts at six and eight. The right. Jags fell off today to go to five and nine. The Texans, meanwhile, have a what should be an easy schedule to end the year, but who knows what's going on at the quarterback right. position? They go to Tennessee before hosting Jacksonville. Now, Jacksonville's not a pushover. They stumbled today against the Falcons. If they wanted to stay in the race and make Week 17 interesting, they needed that win. Right. They didn't get it. Now, Houston goes to Tennessee next week. Mariota went out with a knee injury today. I don't know how right. serious it I, was. I saw. I heard reports that he was messing with his brace on the sideline and, like, was looking like he was trying to get back in, but like then it was at New England, they were losing by a good amount. And if I'm them, no, Mary, don't risk the future. Whole, yeah, no, not so, not um, in New England. Well, we're not going to come back and win that game. Now, like, yeah. will Hoyer be back for one or both of those games? Who knows? They can't stumble. They right. can't stumble because Indianapolis is right behind them, and like you said, they split it in the season series, so Indianapolis can tie them. And then when it comes down to divisional conference records, I don't know how that works out. Now the Colts have to go to Miami next week before hosting the Titans. So right. again, even for Indy, none of those games look to be that difficult. But when you are you have Matt right. Hasselbeck still starting because we have no idea when Andrew Luck's coming back, uh, you also gave up 50-some points to Jacksonville last right. week. There's questions for both teams. I tend to favor Houston, especially if Hoyer comes back. But they the AFC South's up for grab. They have the better defense. Oh, absolutely. And, so no one has a good offense in, in that division right now. Right now. Uh, actually, the two teams with the best offense might be the two worst teams in that division. I, Jacksonville, I think Jacksonville has <laughs> right. the best offense. And then, and then if you go from there, you know, the, but the best defense is Houston. Is Houston. Yeah. So um, you know, all those pictures that are coming out, and I know it happens to other players, but of how teams have to adjust to um, 
JJ Watt and how many like triple teams he gets and everything. It's just insane. Um, he's he's crazy good. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it, it's yeah. Yeah. He's he's incredible. All right. Uh, I don't think there's too much left to say. That pretty much covers all of Week 15. We yeah. mentioned Cardinals Eagles tonight. Yeah, I got a bad feeling about the good news is the Eagles control their destiny. I think, I think even if they with a win loss, because after if they tonight beat, they win the they next beat the Redskins and the Giants. I think they'll be okay. I think I don't know for what sure. What I want is more chaos because I want to see a seven and nine team get in just to hear everyone <laughs> complaining about stuff like that, and then I want the seven and nine team to win a so, game to make it even crazier. Right. Eagle, yeah, Eagles lose this week but tie with the Redskins next week, and then the Eagles win, Dallas wins, and like <laughs> all these crazy. Crazy, crazy situations playing out. But. All right, so that is everything for us on episode 194 of the show. Again, we're not here next week. We're taking a little break for the holidays at following Christmas before New Year's. Uh, Justin will be out of town having some fun, uh, not in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And uh, But we will be back in January full force to cover the bowl games, the NFL playoffs, eventually the Super Bowl. We're working on getting something together for the – five-year anniversary and 200th show although something may have come up that'll change things a little bit and we'll we'll figure that out hopefully in the next couple weeks and uh let you all know that um after the holidays so so hopefully we'll get that ironed out and be able to get that out there um maybe by the next show we'll see any shout outs for you anything to say happy birthday to you thank you uh, and to uh loyal listener and uh painful year for him but with his cowboys <laughs> but uh uh listener bill yes um, as well yes so. happy birthday to my father celebrating yesterday mine was on uh third or excuse me on friday uh as well as two of my cousin's kids born on my birthday uh, we celebrated the one-year birthday of ansley joe today and it was also uh gabby's birthday with me uh she cool. turned i believe five so yeah me and two of my cousin's kids all on december 18th the best day of the year by far yeah, uh, something like that yeah i, I mean it's i don't know if best it's, was the it's, word it's i was going to use but it is something there, yeah. it is something day of the year hey just, when uh, your birthday ends up being star wars day because the new movie officially releases that day that it is the cool. best day Should of we drop the year spoilers here? <laughs> uh no i don't so, think we so do a friend that. of mine was texting me things making fun of me last night and I know he was going to see it this afternoon, and I you almost done it. I almost just responded with a spoiler because I know he's expecting a response from me because he was like teasing me about where I was sitting at the basketball game, and <laughs> I almost just texted it right back to him right there. That would have been awesome. But I um, I figured that was probably a response that was not proportional or proportional to the his his uh, strike. So. It yeah. would have just like ended it. So. Um, but go see the movie. Whether or not you're a Star Wars fan or not, this is a a very good movie. Uh, it, it met my expectations and then some. The the new cast is incredible. Uh, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac. Uh, who am I missing? Oh, uh, Driver, Adam Driver. The the new characters and interests are great. And BB-8 the droid was fantastic. Yeah, he was good. hilarious. Uh, so definitely go and see it, especially if you're a fan of the original trilogy, the movies from the 70s and 80s. You'll definitely uh, enjoy the movie. Um, not going to spoil anything, but um, the biggest thing to take from this and what I'm most excited about is that Star Wars is in its rightful place in the record books now. Um, in North America, it opened over the weekend with $238 million, uh, breaking Jurassic World's record from the summer of 208 in its opening weekend. But more importantly, worldwide, it sold more than a half a billion tickets right. in less than the first week. Uh, most of the international yeah. markets opened right. on Wednesday, I believe. Right. So Wednesday through Sunday, and, it made $517 million. And they talked about, to put that in perspective, the highest grossing film in history with $3.1 billion. Um, it's saying those movies were took in $85 million on their first weekend. Over its first three days. Right. So... When you think about where that places you, you're almost three times as much on the opening weekend for the movies that have the most. It's insane. And when I think about it, like don't get me wrong, like I've seen commercials for it, but it's not like there's a ton. There's more commercials like relating to it than like actual like previews on TV. Now I think a lot of that is they don't need it. Like it's it's in everything else, which just 
goes to show you how much even more money they're making. But like it, it, it was a great movie. Um, I, I would, I'm probably going to see it again at some point. Yeah, I'm so. definitely going to see it again. I want to take Kelly to it. I would love to take Natalie to it because Natalie is just absorbing everything that I throw at her. Um, asking me yesterday to watch Star Wars, which we put on the original. Which um, made your birthday which weekend. was probably. awesome, but she was disappointed when BB-8 wasn't in it. I was like, well, sorry, sweetie, I'd love to take you to see the one with BB-8, but it's PG-13, and I don't think um, your mom or the other people in the theater would really react well when I walk in with that a not-even-three-year-old. It reminds me of the Modern Family movie where they're like criticizing the people behind them about like, I really think you shouldn't have your daughter at this movie. It's going to scare them. And it's the Muppets movie. They were in the wrong theater. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Uh, But when it comes out, we'll we'll watch it and we'll skip over any parts that she might find terrifying. Um, Which, there's not really anything that I think would... She's more not into the loud, so the theater experience wouldn't be the best. Right, right. Um, Although, I mean, she did okay with the Peanuts movie and wanted to go see The Good Dinosaur. And, And even though those aren't you know, jump out at you, right, freak right. you out. It, it's it loud, loud and she was okay. So once it comes out in, in April or May, we'll, we'll, we'll get the DVD and watch it. I, Cause she wants to see BB and I think she'll die laughing at some of the stuff that he does and the way he reacts. Uh, but yeah, so go see star Wars. Cause it was a lot of fun and it's definitely a worthy addition as the seventh film in the franchise. Um, about 520 some days until episode eight, which yep. is May, 2017. Not that anyone, of course, next December is, another Star Wars movie outside of the actual saga. Um, but I'm excited for that one because they brought in the basically the production crew and the consultants and whatnot and used actual military members. The group working on it worked on Saving Private Ryan and okay. Black Hawk Down. So, so Star, Wars, a Star Wars story, Rogue One, um, which talks about how the rebels score their first victory against the Empire, stealing the original Death, Tar- Death Star's plans. You know, that's how the New Hope opens with Princess Leia's ship running away with those plans that she puts into R2-D2. Rogue One tells the story of how they got those plans. And it's a full-out, it's definitely a genre, pl- genre flick that is focusing on the battle in Star Wars, and there's not supposed to be any Jedi, any Force. It's literally just a war movie set in the Star Wars universe. So Rogue One is going to be freaking awesome. Because Saving Private Ryan and Black Hawk Down are two of my favorite movies ever. Not just talking war, talking ever in terms of movies. And uh, to know that Star Wars is getting that treatment is just going to be amazing. And the the teaser post they showed, that the, the actors and actresses in that are just phenomenal. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is in it, which I'm stoked about. Although I think he might actually be, end up being a good guy, which would be a little bit different for him. Everything I've seen him in, he's always been the bad guy. Uh, but they've such a di- diverse and awesome cast, and it's going to be incredible. So that cool. comes out next December. But sports-wise, that's about it for us. And uh, we thank you for joining us. And that wraps up the 194th episode of the Joe Mays and j Show. We hope you tune in every Sunday afternoon for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm j And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and j Show. Don't forget, you can download each episode of the show from the podcast section of the iTunes store. We'll see you next time. And thanks again for listening. <laughs>